Everybody. Welcome to a very special FRL. I'm your host, Christian Piles, joined eventually by my mainest man, Willie Saylor. He's waiting in line behind none other than Mr. Number One himself. Ranked number one at two weights, if he wants to be. Richie Figueroa on the line here. And, uh, what's up, guys? What's up, man? Hey, I know it is very, it's 8 o'clock here, and at Flow Sports, 8 o'clock in the morning is actually insanely early to these people. You're in California, yeah. it's 6 yeah. o'clock in the morning, so shout yeah. out to you for, for hopping on. <laughs> no problem, no problem. Well, Richie, you're, you're here, you're going to announce where you're going to be uh, wrestling at the next level. If you don't know, yeah. Richie Figueroa ranked number one at 113 pounds. He wrestled at who's number one, one at 106, super 32 he bumps up into a nasty 113, wins that, and uh, he has decided he's ready to commit to where he's going to wrestle at the next level. So um, before we get into that, Richie, what competitions are you really highlighting uh, coming into your season? You're entering the, the scholastic portion of your competition. What are the events you're looking forward to? I'm uh, looking forward to Ironman, which is in a couple weeks. Then I have Dog B. Then... I think I have five counties, then it's the state tournament. Nice. Well, that's three pretty salty, uh, or four actually, with five counties in there. Mm -hmm. um, are, are you thinking 113 is going to be your seat, your uh, wait for the season? Um, no, I'm eventually going gonna, gonna to go, what's called 108 or 106. Okay, got it, got it, yeah. nice. So I'll Just bump up to win. Super yeah, just, it was just, just a special occasion for Super 32. <laughs> All right, so um, you're a sophomore. Why yes. um, have you decided now's the time to commit? Uh, I felt like in my mind and heart, I've been just going through my head that it was right. I felt right to commit early. I was ready. Uh, my family was 100% behind my back, and it's a great program to go to. It's building up. Um, you got uh, the best um, RTC, uh, best, uh, got the best clubs on Kids Kids, which they sponsored me. I was able to go to Croatia and win a uh, cadet silver medal. And what's called the coaches are great. You got Coach um, Coach Zeke Jones, Coach uh, um, Camille Jelly. Oh, I forgot my bad. Junior Kelly, okay, yeah. Uh, um, Oslan Garcia and Coach uh, what's called Nation Garrett, that, which are lower weight uh, categories, so that would benefit me and help me train. All right, so so cats out of the bag. Coach Jones, Sunkiss Kids, um, you're going to be a Sun Devil. Yes. So, <laughs> I'll be a Sun Devil. <laughs> that's, all right, here we go. He said he's got two portions of this. All right, it is. There you go. Yeah. All right, forks up. So you're going yeah, to be staying uh, out west. How important was that that you would, um, you know, you're from California, that you would be staying out to that region or that, that por portion of the country? Um, it's close to family. I'm very big on family, so I kind of wanted to be close and be able to um, have them close by me. Nice. It's only like 10, 5 hours away, so it's pretty good. Nice. Um, so what were the most important factors that, that you were looking for in the school? Was it coaches? Was it academic program? Was it training partners? What was it about Arizona State? Well, academics comes first, so yeah, and what's called training partners too, and the coaches. That's what I liked about it. That's awesome, man. Well, um, dude, we're, we're excited for you. It's awesome that you're coming on. Arizona State, a lot of momentum in recruiting. Um, yep. How important is, uh, is that kind of team aspect? You, you know, 
are you thinking about more individually? I want to go and I want to win, or hey, they're building something here out west, and I want to be a part of it. And I want to have that team success as well. Uh, but both, yeah, well, I want to win NCAA champ and a team national champ too. Well, Arizona State continuing to make moves. R Richie, uh, like CP was saying, man, you're still young, right? You haven't even started your your sophomore year, but you you yeah. were pretty um, committed to this. Uh, I got two questions for you. Number one, how long have you been been a fan of the Sun Devils, man? Well, ever since like, well, ever since Kate Olivas, what's it called, committed his freshman year, and I always been watching Kate like just like the way he was so aggressive, and he inspired me a lot when he went to Tulsa and everything just to get Trinity Award, and I did that and stuff. So as a very, I started liking them whenever since he committed. Ever since Kate Lewis, and you're a Sunkiss Kids Monster Garage singer yourself. And then, last thing for me, again, you're a sophomore. Uh, do you think that you can be, you know, a, a catalyst? And and obviously, you don't have to name names, but you think that you yeah. can get some of those 2020 and 2021 kids to join you in Tempe? Yeah, of course, yeah. Very That's cool, awesome. man. Very cool. Well, I know uh, we appreciate you coming on here and doing this. We love. Uh, Letting kids, you know, share their story a little bit and committing live. And uh, that, that's mm -hmm. all I got. Christian, you got any more for him? Dude, that's it. Richie, um, hey, man, it's 6.05 in Cali, so if you need to go take a quick cat nap before school, <laughs> we appreciate you yeah. coming on. And uh, we will see you at Ironman, if not before. So good luck in your training. Thank you. Folks up. Thanks a lot. See you, Richie. <laughs> see you, Richie. See ya. All right, there you have it. Richie Figueroa. Headed to uh, Arizona State, so a little bit of momentum out there. They had Buziello last week, and now uh, they're going to get Richie Figueroa, who's probably almost definitely going to be uh, number one. Or he'll be a number one probably for his weight class, and he's going to be in contention there to be a um, you know top three-ish guy on the big board. You know, Facundo's kind of like the big dog there at. Um, for that class, 2021. Yep, 2021. 2021 class. So, yeah, Facundo and Figueroa, I, to me, are probably going to be the guys leading there. I think Manville's in the mix as well. So, huge get for Arizona State. Uh, early verbal, but um, if he sticks to it, and there's no reason to think he wouldn't, that's going to be big for the Sun Devils. And speaking of sunshine, <laughs> look who's on. Willie Saylor. What's up, buddy? Hi, Good guys. morning. Good news for the Sun Devils. Richie Figs, man, I love that kid, and I love his his uh, talent. Um, you know, one thing you think about when uh, when it comes to recruiting, especially especially those younger guys, uh, freshman, sophomore, even junior guys, um, is character. And Richie Figueroa and his family off the charts character. Uh, he doesn't he don't play around. You know, not a doesn't get distracted. Um, good off the mat as well, and, and good family. So, um, you know, you you've, you saw the improvements he's made in even just like a year. So, I think his future is very bright. Yeah, I don't think you can think anything but that. And, I, and you see the mentality he brings to the mat. You know, going after it, wrestles hard. Um, you can't help but expect good things from him moving forward. Kind of be cool if he. Uh, He's probably way too small, but it'd be funny if he tried his hand at 120 at Ironman just to do something absolutely absurd. When who's number one at six, Super 32 at 13, and Ironman at 20, but I'm sure that's probably not possible. And he's going down to 106, but still, and dare Iron, to dream. Ironman, one of the few things he, he hasn't won, right? But the, the two guys that beat him in Ironman, he avenged the losses, right? He beat 
Decatur, who's number one? He beat Logan Hagen at Super 32. Um, so, I mean, for Richie, it's basically win Ironman and get that Cadet World title, and then he's basically won everything. Then he can just stop wrestling. Then he can just stop wrestling. Just you call know? it a career. Well done. Yeah, so already very accomplished for a sophomore. So that's great. Um, nice way to start the, the FRO with big-time commitment. So thanks for Richie for wanting to hop on. But, man, wrestling season in full effect, and I, I don't know, the, the way this, as insane as this week is, normally we'll take Tuesday and we'll kind of reflect and, and talk about what happened, and then Thursday we'll focus on what's coming up. I don't know if we can do that today. I think we got to get to what happened. Let's talk about it. But there's way too much going on here. We're not going to be able to cram it all in on a Thursday. Right. So why don't we begin? Um, something that's on my mind a little bit, something, maybe one of my biggest takeaways is what's up with Nebraska? And we have our Nebraska correspondent here, Willie Saylor, former <laughs> Nebraska Husker, friend to Brian Snyder. You see Moisey, he, they, he doesn't wrestle the one match, and then the other one, he... Uh, you know, escapes against Menino, really close match. Zayze doesn't look good. Red drops two matches. Um, you know, Berger looked good. I think Labriola did well, but I think Schultz dropped some matches. So, what what's going on at Nebraska? What are your thoughts, Willie, or anyone really, on uh, on the Huskers? I don't know. I don't. I'm not. Uh, you know, I don't like to see them lose. You don't. You don't expect to see. An All-American Chad Red lose early. Um, Moisey, I thought, was visibly injured. Um, uh, his win was actually kind of gritty. I mean, he yeah. had to really grit out that win. Um, you know, Isaiah lost. Uh, I I don't know. It's it's early. Is what I have to say. My thing with I'm not panicking. Yeah, no, not panicking, but. My thoughts with Chad, who I, I love, and, and Isaiah is, okay, they were, Isaiah wasn't a freshman last year, but for kind of, in a lot of ways, it was sort of his freshman year, and that is his first year at Nebraska. I just expect to see a little more, okay, they're going to start climbing the ladder, a couple steps up, and if anything, it was a little bit of just year-over-year -year regression, which just surprised me. Um, so, not to mean... Yeah, I'm not like sounding the alarms, but when you see it, the kind of the whole team seems a little off. And this is a team, they, they could be a top well, five team. They could be a top five team this year. Well, that's, that's, um, that's interesting, you know, that it is the whole team. And, you know, if the, if the rest of the team came out and were barnstormers and one guy looked off or one guy took a loss he wasn't supposed exactly. to. It's kind of like a thing where, well, what's up with that guy? Um, but when the whole team comes out, and or most of the team comes out and doesn't look great, it's like, all right, they're not they're not in their training cycle to be, you know, they're just a little flat right now. Yeah, could be flat. Could be early first couple times down the weight. I know Chad's pull to forty one is not fun, <laughs> so that could be part of it. And I don't know about Isaiah's cut or Zeke's, but. Um, I don't know. That was on my mind. But we had the number one and number, well, I don't know what Iowa's ranked because I thought they were two, but um, I should know this. But three, Iowa Hawkeyes in action. And why don't we start with Iowa because they wrestled first. They wrestled Kent State and Cal State Bakersfield. We had the Hawkeye debuts for DeSanto and Lugo. 
DeSanto smashes Sean Nickel. Tech falls. Looks like vintage DeSanto. <coughs> then had to dig really deep against Tim Rooney, who was a 49-pounder last year. Um, gives up the first two takedowns and kind of <coughs> has to come back. Um, thoughts on DeSanto? I thought looked good. I'm still waiting to see that. And someone kind of asked a question on this, and I kind of agree with it. Like, what happens when plan A doesn't happen, when he can't just be a force of nature, go, 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 in your face, when he has to come from behind or has to play a different game? And I think we saw some maybe defensive deficiencies when guys get in on his legs. I don't think he's particularly adept at scrambling. So I, I think we're seeing that DeSanto's still not quite a, a, a finished product yet, though still immensely talented and going to be a, a factor at 33. Yeah, um, I, I thought that, I don't know. Again, again with the early season stuff, you know, we're so revved up and, and ready to make assessments and we're glad and wrestling's here and now we're going to soak it all in. And um, I think it's a combination of two things. One, it's, it's early for DeSanto. It's early for the Hawkeyes. Uh, and, and two, that's what Austin DeSanto is. Um, he's not a finished product. He wasn't a finished product last year. Um, he wins by high pace and being aggressive and being physical um, and, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think it's all too surprising. I'm not, I'm not worried about a eight, seven or nine, nine, ten, nine comfort behind victory, whatever it was. Um, I think he'll be, I think he is who he is. Uh, I think he'll beat the guys he's supposed to beat. And I think it'll be an uphill. I think it's a little bit, um, optimistic to think that he'll beat some of the the, the top five or six guys in the pecking order uh, at 33 with the depth that it, that it has. I think, I think Christian brings up a good point. It was a little surprising to see how easy Rooney got in on legs and better guys are going to finish on him. I was impressed with DeSanto. At the end of the second period, there was a crazy scramble where it looked like he was dead to rights a couple times and he was able to scramble out of it and get a or just hold him off till the end of the period, which before we hadn't seen DeSanto really scramble like that before. Um, so maybe working with Spencer or anyone else in that Iowa room is helping a little bit. And then also, I was impressed because he kept his composure. There were, like, times last year, even when he's, like, yelling, I live for this, like, he had completely lost his mind. Yeah, the Gustafson last match. Year. Yeah, right. he lost it. And he completely stayed calm. I didn't see him say a word because that was one thing we saw a lot last year is he would yell back and forth with his corner. He didn't do that once. He kept his composure. He just kept coming. And I honestly think the score would have been worse. There were a few stoppages late in the second and third period where you could see Rooney was fading and just kind of gave up a quick go behind one time. Mm-hmm. I really think it would have been worse for one for those stoppages. But I was, I was honestly impressed with the way he won that. Yeah, I, yeah, think, I, I think... I agree, too. Um, you know, what I thought was interesting was that... Um, Rooney's first takedown, I think it was his first takedown, first takedown of the match, was Rooney got in a body lock or, or upper body position. And DeSanto basically just bailed. And at that point, I'm thinking, all right, Rooney, why don't you just go upper body with him? And in the second or third period, Rooney did. And Austin kept his composure and fought out of that position. I thought that was another 
bright spot for for Austin making in match adjustments like that. Yeah, I think the composure element, and yeah, I didn't even you know we we kind of fell for Austin last year just because he's so you just have to watch every match he wrestles me at the scuffle he was yelling and he scored being, twenty points in the first period against Sean Nickel, who's ranked thirteenth in the country. That's it's insane. Unreal. Unreal. If if he has a physical advantage over someone, they will they cannot sustain the, his pace and how heavy his hands are. And Sean, you look at Sean, he's bigger, he was stronger and he could Rooney big and strong, he was able to stand there. So that's something to kinda like Footnote here, moving <coughs> forward, like who's some guys he's gonna have a physical advantage with, um, as as we look and kind of prognosticate about what DeSanto can be. And Bracky brings up a good point about guys getting in easy on uh, DeSanto. I thought that that Russell Rolfing got in way too easy on Pat Lugo, and I th I, don't, I don't think one it's more, a, what? one more thing about one more thing about DeSanto. You know, he gets he gets ahead of steam on him, and he it's, he almost has tunnel vision. It's like. I'm gonna attack this guy, and and that's when guys get in on him, right? Because he's he's so forward, forward, forward. He forgets his defense. But I think that those coaching staff, I think that I would recognize that because if you look several times, now it's it's hard to make a wolf change his colors, right? Um, and it's hard when you when you're in attack mode to remember this. But if I, I think the coaches have been working on with him because. If you if you go back and watch several times, DeSanto checks himself and goes like double hands down to the mat, like almost like uh, Ramos or um, Metcalf used to do, mm -hmm. like those double arms down, almost like a mental check. Like remember to check your check your legs, remember to protect your legs. So I, I think the coaching staff, you know, they know. There's a lot to work with there with with DeSanchez. Um, now. 49, Lugo comes out. It was kind of like the. It was kind of like him and DeSanto had like reverse matches because he comes out, gets two takedowns early. No problem. You're thinking like, whoa, he could, he could bonus Rolfing, who's been a guy. He's been in matches. He's been in and out of the rankings throughout his career. And then, man, just Rolfing was able to get to legs. He won some scrambles and, and wins the match late. And, you know, Coach Brands alluded to, uh, you know, a bad weight cut. <coughs> and. You know, you could kind of see the effects of that. He kind of faded towards the end, and he was still gave himself a shot to win the match, but gave up the late takedown to to lose and showed some scram. I, I thought he was a little better scrambling than that because I had that Sorensen match in my mind from uh, when they dueled at Edinburgh. He won like a really nasty scramble there, but draped over the top. He Rolfing was a was pretty much automatic with his finishes. So I. You know, will we get a different Lugo if the weight's under control? He better have it under control Friday against number one Matt Kalazic. I know that much. Um, Kalazic, another guy who struggled with weight just in his career. I don't know about 49, but um, yeah, thoughts on thoughts on Lugo are not going to overreact. First match, first time down at 49 in a while, but also it kind of does take a little bit of um, steam out of kind of. I was a little bullish. Say he's, uh, title contender, maybe. I, I don't think guys that lose even bad matches to Russell Rolfing could probably win a title. Well, and Rolfing's, I mean, we've seen Rolfing give guys tough matches, right? Like, I still remember that Bryce Meredith match from, from two years ago at CKLV. Um, but overall, I mean, I believe Rolfing was 0-2 last year at NCAAs. Uh, he's, he's only qualified once. He's taken losses. So, like, 
results-wise, you can see Rolfing can wrestle guys tough, but not necessarily pick up those wins. He lost so, an hour later to Cole Martin. Right. Yeah. So it's like, well, Rolfing is just one of those really tough guys who can sometimes win, sometimes lose. And but I I, I think this is it's obviously a good win for Rolfing, but I think it's I don't know I think it's also a a, a bad loss for Lugo in terms of where uh, a lot of people had him in the pecking order this year for 149. Um, and then also, you know, who knows? Maybe Rolfing is closer to that, um, you know, top 15-ish guy than he's been the last couple of years, and he's made some jumps. So Yeah, I think the Cole Martin loss says no, he's not. Yeah, it's I know. <clears throat> bad result for, for Lugo. Or matchups, you know, matchups matter. Uh, 100%. Martin's maybe a little better equipped to handle a scrambly guy or had better head hands and was able to keep it. I didn't even get to watch that match yet, so I can't really tell. But, yeah, so a little bit of, um, and Logos, or... Uh, Nomad's been pumping our brakes on uh, on Lugo for quite some time. So oh, you know, Hawkeye hater. Got you it. are a Hawkeye hater, so I have to figure out, is this like your actual take? Is this your Iowa hatred take? I don't know, but um, either way. Well, it's, it's, it's tough to figure out. He's a tough guy to figure out. Um, I, I don't know. It's, uh, a match in November, I, I don't think it's an um, indication of anything. I mean, this is a guy that beat Brandon Sorison. But, I mean, he's yet to AA, right? Right. But on the flip side, the weight is wide open. So, who knows? Yeah, we'll see. We will we'll definitely see. Kyle Connell needed a wild card for NCAAs, and, and he made the semis. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe we'll calm down a little bit. But, no, he's good. All right, so that was the Hawkeyes. Any other Hawkeye thoughts? Caleb Young, man, oh, my word. I, I know he didn't wrestle, you know, Jason Nolf, but... I just loved his pace. I thought he looked really active. I thought he looked big and strong for the weight. I thought the same about Max Mirren. I thought Max Mirren looked really good. I thought Mirren looked big and strong. I thought Young looked big and strong. Wrestled hard. A lot of attacks. You know, I don't know what they have there, but they they weren't hanging on. I did think some of the Hawkeyes rode a little too much. I'm like, you're getting takedowns at will. Let them up. I thought the biggest one was Wilkie. Now, I've I've always been a little bit... Um, what's what is it? Is it, is it bullish? Yeah, I've always been bullish on Wilkie. I've always been a little bit more optimistic. Since on when? This is the first time I've heard a, bu- a <laughs> bullish take on Cash Wilkie. Mm, I thought that Wilkie could wrestle, um, okay. especially when he was at eighty-four. But um, you didn't think? Well, I thought Wilkie looked really good. No. I thought he had a diversity of attacks. I thought he went for transitions well. Um, even on top, I don't know. I thought yeah. he looked good. No, I did too. I, I'm, I'm just messing with you. No, I thought he, I thought he looked good. And Coach Brands kind of alluded to that he's going to be more dynamic and effective because he's not carrying around that extra weight up at uh, like he was at 197. Not like a fat cat. Not like a fat cat. Hungry like a wolf. <laughs> How about Iowa's lineup? Lowest ranked le- wrestler is Murin at 17th. Yeah, and you know he's going to end up towards that top. 10, 12 range probably by the end of it. Who else is low for them? What's Wilkie? Caleb Young's 15, Wilkie's 13. Dang, and you have to figure they're only going to go up. Yeah. So Hawkeyes, they're both freshmen. I, I think, you know, if, here's, here's my thought. You're thinking about Iowa, can they win an NCAA title? I think it's better to see someone like Lugo, who you know is like, you know where his ceiling approximately is, see him struggle a little bit, than if, 
Young and Murin and Wilkie kind of looked, uh, and they were just like edging out wins over not guys. That would like kind of be a signal to me, like, because you know you're going to have to have points from these guys to contend. So to see them come out and dominant and just make you wonder, all right, well, where, where do these guys fit? I think all in all, Hawkeye fans should feel excited about what they got to see Friday. I think they should too. The, the one question, and I, I have confidence that this isn't really a question, but um, the one question is Kemmerer going all the way up. Two things. Injuries yeah. and going all the way, you know, bumping up two weights. Um, he could be a guy that's a finalist contender or, or you know, a semi-finalist contender. Or he could be, you know, six to six to eight. Yeah. Um, the problem with it is, one, we didn't get to see him wrestle a match at 74 so far because he was hurt and two what what's their schedule like i mean who's he gonna hit well iowa's schedule is not a not a joke i'm i'm just he's curious he's cutler he'll get well that's in uh that's in january i'm pretty sure in january yeah he'll have cutler in january you know he'll have midlands which will be tough prince lighty coming up next week yeah lighty who's uh okay uh, iowa state's got on Coleman. Um, yeah, Marcus Coleman. Coleman. That's going to be a match. You know, I, I think we're going to see. Yeah, but see, Kemmer in I don't and know, out, man. What don't if you you're know? saying? If you're saying, if you're saying Kemmer Marcus Coleman is going to be a match, that I don't know. Well, no, well, I don't know. He, he'll probably kill him. I mean, the, the guy who the, he was going to wrestle. I mean, how hey, he match up with? We're just telling you who he's wrestling. We're not saying these are going to be Daniel his Lewis. biggest challenges. He's he's got he's got some some young guys, right? So Princeton this Friday, so he'll have Stefanik who. Um, Willie put in, in that article about like guys on the come up again. Kemmer's gonna be favored in all these, um, and then like like Bracky was saying, Lydy Coleman. So Coleman Stefanik are I think 2017 guys, so they're a couple years younger than Kemmer. And then uh, the Lehigh one is in December. It's December 8th. Oh. I'll have Cutler. Forgive me. And then Midland. So four at least tests. Yeah, four at least tough guys okay. that you could yeah, you could consider qualifier uh, so, level. You know, Cutler, Cutler's yeah. a good indication. Yeah. Yeah, Cutler will be. Cutler is going to be a tough matchup for Kemmer. I mean, Cut, Cutler. Oh, mm, I'm trying to say it. Stays at home. Really fundamental. Tough to get to. Good scrambler. He'll be. He'll be competent in those scrambles with Kemmer, and he's going to be hard for. I mean, Kemmer can get in on basic, basically everyone really well. I think it's going to be harder against Cutler. That's a. That's a great measuring stick. If you think can about Cutler, some of these. Uh... Think about some of these schedules, right? Like we're, we're, um, you know, we say Iowa doesn't have a great schedule, you know, but they wrestle in Big Ten, so that kind of stuff gets figured out. But um, Wisconsin has had a, a pretty good early season schedule. Princeton has a really good schedule. Lehigh duels about everybody. Princeton's is psychotic, is what it is. It's not a really good schedule. It is <laughs> borderline dangerous. How good it is! It's it's the toughest schedule I've ever seen in my life. Um, they basically wrestled the entire top ten. Um, Nomad can pull it up. We've talked about it before. Yeah, it's nasty. Uh, real real quick, looking at um, Iowa's schedule and uh, as far as the like who Kemmer can hit that's that's top rank. Uh, so Zahid theoretically at Midlands. Oh yeah. Um, but he'll avoid Mark Hall. He'll avoid Miles Amin. Avoid Daniel Lewis. Uh, McFadden, he'll see Cutler, he'll see Jordan Rogers, won't see Chandler. Lujan. Chandler. Um, yeah, Chandler Rogers. Won't see Lujan. You said Jordan. <laughs> Did I say Jordan? Yeah. 
Shout out Jordan Rogers. Shout out to uh, Jordan. Won't see Taylor Lujan and won't see Tishan Campbell. So he'll so he'll well, miss like over half the top eleven. Yeah, yeah. You, so you mentioned um, talking Tishan about Tishan Campbell got feed by his teammate this weekend. Yeah. So you mentioned uh, Iowa's schedule and uh, kind of shots fired from Kale at the presser. Oh yeah. He basically said basically said, hey, we tried to wrestle Iowa. Iowa didn't want to do it. It should be on the schedule. And I think it's a darn shame it didn't happen. I think Iowa should wrestle Penn State every single year. You can't, you can't convince me otherwise. You got to make room. It's, I mean, I think for wrestling you need it. And this right. year, and that's, you know what, you know what you brought us to by not wrestling them? We have Nomad comparing <laughs> Kent State duels because that's the best we could do. That's the best we'll be able to do is compare. How did Penn State and Iowa do against Kent State? Because Iowa won't wrestle Penn State. It's a shame. It should happen, and um, why wouldn't they though? Well, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. I mean, ultimately, who cares? I mean, it's wrestling that loses. I mean, there's already people on message boards saying, you know, they're doing their whiteboard work kind of thing. Um, man, it would be great to see that duel, and if you know that it's not going to be in the, the the Big Ten thing, you should make it happen for yeah. wrestling. I agree. I agree. So it's too bad. I don't know the, all the details. I don't know the factors. I don't know the exact reasons why. I know Kale said it. They wanted to wrestle him. Iowa didn't want to. And, <coughs> you know, whatever. Okay. What are your thoughts on, what are your thoughts on Penn State? I mean, I know, Whoa. you know, I they didn't I th- wrestle I th- Kent State, who's down. And Well, my thought was Kent State did not bring the same level of fight especially at 33 i think yeah. the, i think the weight or something because rooney g- gave DeSanto a, a hard scrap and i don't think um yeah i don't think that was necessarily representative of <coughs> him well, but, but, but at the same I mean, time oh, willie jeez uh i thought rby in general looked really really good but i thought that, i thought he kind of rolled over a little bit for me and i think rec hall and things get rolling and you know, Penn State, they, they looked awesome across the board to me. Yeah, I mean, I, my takeaway from RBY is I didn't realize he was that good on top, to be honest with you. Well, and yeah, part of me wonders. Well, that's the thing with RBY. We have so little folk style, like, information on him. Yeah. He, he wrestled who's number one against Silva. I don't think he ever went to Super 32, to my knowledge. Nope. We saw him at Reno once, I think. And yeah. that, was, that was pretty much it. So we never really knew. I don't know that he necessarily is. I know he looked really good there. I know he's in a great environment to get really good on top. Um, yeah, but he had all the signs. He looked dynamic on his feet. He looked like solidly sized for the weight. I think he had to be super yeah, even, even taken away, like you said, it's, it's been freestyle, freestyle. And, but even the inclination to ride, mm-hmm. you know, a lot, of, a lot of the guys, especially, I mean, let's say it, West Coast guys, that are takedown artists, right? I mean, that's been their MO forever. Um, and freestyle guys, even their inclination to ride is interesting uh, with Roman. And, um, you know, he, he, he's turning almost at will and riding at will um, like a fifth-year senior. So it's at least interesting. What I gathered from, um, like, very briefly talking to Roman a couple times since he's gotten Penn State is he really um, not that he wasn't serious in high school but like he really when he got on campus 
um, maybe it's something switched and he's like, okay, this is a job now. I'm, I'm like really committing myself. And part of that was his top game. Um, and so it's just interesting to, to see. I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily think his top game was that good in high school that, that what we saw. And again, it was only one match, but I just, I think he has really, um, and you, you saw him on media day, right? We talked about it last week with, with Kale's comments about him. Like he has really taken to that room and, and is really, uh, taking this seriously and wants to, to be great right away. Yeah, I think he's going to be a factor. A lot of questions, you know. We, we need to see more to really place him, but I, I, course, think, yeah. I think he's an All-American. Um, Bracky said 50-50 to place. Um, I said over 50% because someone yeah. asked. Oh, yeah. I thought, yeah, yeah. I was, like, right at 50. You were the most, yeah. I was low. Foolish. And if he continues to, to do that on top, I that's like going to change I quickly. I remember when we were there at Final X, um, he looked good just watching him roll around, and you could tell that he was just, like, soaking everything in. Yeah. And guys make jumps in that room. It's undeniable. Yeah. Undeniable. So, okay, on the Penn State side, additionally, 25, please send help. I think the help's going to be Brody Teske in the second semester, but we'll see. Um, Anthony Kassar, man, I, I thought he looked, I know he's not wrestling, you know, Brock Lesnar, but daggone <laughs> I just liked how he moved. I loved how big he looked. He I think big. He's so he's going to be really athletic for this weight. And just <coughs> look at this weight class. I, I think he's going to be right there. With I mean, first of all, his teammate, Nick Nevels, is ranked number two right now at this very instant. Okay, mm -hmm. um, Tanner Hall is out. And I think Kassar would beat Tanner Hall. But Tanner Hall is redshirting. So you don't even factor him in. Sam Stoll, uh, I, I think that's a tough matchup for if if... Stoll is not just like way, way too big for Kassar. I think that's a tough matchup for, for Stoll. I think he, his speed and ability Stoll struggled to get the with the more athletic, smaller heavyweights that he, yes. yeah. he just doesn't get into Greco matches with. Right, exactly right. And, you know, number three, Derek White. Number four, Yusuf Hamida. Five, Jordan Wood. He is... Derek White would be a fun match because those guys can move. Yes. They're, well, they're both like 84s <laughs> that, right, yeah. that, that located the weight room and never left. So I don't know. Maybe I, I went crazy. I said that, you know, Kassar looks like a NCAA finalist to me. Now, when Gable comes out, it makes it much harder. And it's not 100% that he is, although I, it's just my prediction that Gable will come out eventually, hopefully this weekend against Derek White. Um, but, yeah, I think he has finalist potential. I don't know if that's crazy or... Uh, not considering he's never even been the starter. No, I, I don't think it's crazy at all, and I'm still very curious. So, you know, Kel talked about the, the surgery on media day. I'm still very curious. Are we going to see Nick Nevels at all this year? I think there's a reason that Seth, uh, Seth Nevels, his younger brother, is gray-shirting and is not on the roster, and it, it has to be that one of Kassar or Nick is going to try to get a six-year. Well, is, is Kassar now... The years are flying by. It's 2018-19 season. What is Kassar? What would he be really year-wise? <laughs> I have no idea at this point. I know. What? I thought about it yesterday or two days ago. I'm like, in this day and age, <laughs> we should know started? these things. But we can't. And we don't know, like, about the medical. No. I don't know what I don't know what's gonna happen. All right. So he graduated high school in 2014. Got it. So 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. So this would only be his fifth. 
Right. So both he and Nick Nevels were twenty were brought in the twenty fourteen class. Mm-hmm. So Kassar was brought in at Wrestle forty one. And Kassar has hundred percent missed an entire season. Yes. And Nevels, if he if Doesn't they so choose, right, would miss an entire season. I think I don't know. I just think it's gonna be Kassar this year, Nick Nevels next year, Seth Nevels the following year. And then Kassar again. Yes, and then okay. Kassar, they're going to bring the Raptor back again. And then Meechich. <laughs> then, <laughs> then Grant Leaf. <laughs> Grant Leaf will bring it home. He'll finish his career at Penn State. Krevis got another one, right? Krevis? Wasn't it Krevis? Did he or? even miss a year? He didn't even no. miss a year. Who am I thinking Krivis? of? Krevis! Somebody, somebody... Johnny is, Sebastian got another year. Yeah, Sebastian got another year. Who did? I think Mickey Phillippe might be who you That's who it was, oh, Phillippe. 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 Okay. Got, he got one I, back. I flipped. Yeah. Got your UVA game. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your young guns mixed up. That's okay. It happens. And they're handing out these six years like hotcakes. So right. Who really knows for sure? So, yeah, that's a... Nomad's been talking about the this, like, Seth Neville's gray shirt, the whole thing, how it's going to work. And it makes sense if Kassar finishes up his career now... Then Neville's, then the other Neville's. Just seems odd, right? Like, yeah. Why would you AJ not have Neville's him? comes from AJ Fresno <laughs> State. Well, no, he's gonna he's gonna play linebacker, right? For Penn State, uh, and then Jan Johnson's gonna get hurt okay. as the starter for Penn State. Michael Parsons. There's like a story every single year about a football player that wants to wrestle for Penn State. It's hey, there's a. It gets overlooked because Penn State, the rest of the lineup is good, but they're they're um, okay. So one one thing's answered with Bravo Young in thirty three. Thirty three is set, right? Yeah. Yep. But twenty five is a disaster. It is for now. I mean, they've got they've got help there in waiting in the wings. They're gonna send Brody to opens, and um, you know I don't know what the Gavin situation is necessarily, but um, you know they're I I personally believe. They're gonna roll Brody out this year just because I think they'll they'll see the need for the points. But unless if the opens thing is not going well, then maybe they won't and say, okay, we just won't be great at this weight and we'll save Brody. So the Keystone Classic, we can't see red shirts. It's it's not a, like a true open. Right. They have to compete it's attached. A it's yeah, it's a, it's like one of those fifteen <laughs> deals. Yeah, it's classic. <laughs> um, classics. We always know classics, no red shirts. I don't know how soon we're going to see Teske. Um, I, I heard he's got a knee thing going on. I don't know how serious it is. But if they're not going to Keystone this week, then it wouldn't be until the following week anyway. So, I mean, I, I, let's not point. I mean, it, it sounds like the Gavin thing has sailed. Um, Teske, Teske sounds dinged up, right? Yeah. Yes. And so... I think Teske, you know, Teske came out, he was he was this sort of like Iowa-style, workman-like, high-paced thing. But I think in Penn State's room, he has, like, uh, I think it's a good transition for him. Um, the question, do they need him, right? Yeah, do they need, one, do they need him, two, um, my, my thing is this. If it wasn't for the construction of the weight, um, I think I don't think you consider it. But you just look at this man, Milhoff, yeah. six, Hayes, seven, Fowles, eight. If he's coming along, if he has a nice scuffle showing, I think you say, man, let's let's go. And also the something that I think Nomads mentioned, or I think we all have, is you know I don't know what the again the Gavin thing, but 
someone needs to wrestle now to make room to make all this work. I guess with Adam not coming, maybe it's not going to be as thick there as we thought. But still, um, the thought was just to fit all these guys in, someone's going to have to go right away. Well, and so getting back to Gavin and Pusiello, if they're out of the picture and you look at some of the guys who they're going after, right? Robbie Howard was just on campus. Is he going to go there? I don't know. He's still got a bunch more visits to make. But now you're looking at a situation where they're not going to need Teske this year. They're going to win. So if they don't need <laughs> Teske this year, I'm, I'm still confident they're going to win by 30. If they don't need Teske this year, okay, then... They, they then, are, though. Huh? They're going to win by 30? They're gonna, oh, but they're going to win. It's, it's, it's going to be wrapped up very, very It's going to be wrapped up after the first session. It's going to be wrapped up after Schnell. I've said I don't know why you guys are acting. I've said this before on the show. Like, I know, and I times. hate it every time, and I'm going to check you every time. Okay. So, well, I know, but do you, you do you disagree? It's going to come down to Cash Wilkie and uh, Shakur Rashid in the NCAA finals, in my opinion. The winner of that match will uh, will determine the champion. Um, That's been my prediction since day one. Just kidding. All right, finish your thought, no man. Oh, just then, then it actually kind of uh, again like Penn State. Everything works out all the time for them. That they could get a thirty-three, right? That's a that's a twenty-twenty. Whether it's Robbie or somebody else, and then um, slowly work Roman up, work Bergie up. Have if the thing is, Contesky make twenty-five for life, and it'll work out again, and they'll just you know continue what? the role. You think about it, it. Christian makes a good point in that one twenty-five isn't insanely deep, and there's a lot of beatable guys. But on the flip side, if you do wait a year, and this goes for any any red shirting, one twenty five. There's an odd there's a there's an odd number of uh, seniors: Bresser, Zeke Moisey, Milhoff, Foz, uh, Sean Russell. Half the half the top ten are gone. Yeah, you're losing a lot, and where's the influx of guys? Now, a, a guy that's ranked thirteenth right now, that's going to be a top five fixture, I believe, is. Is Pat Glory, so it's a little misleading. But you know, where's the where's the influx yeah, of talent who's coming? Who's coming in? Who's coming in? Because Soriano's not at this weight, we don't think anymore. Dayton's up at thirty three. Also, would you be terribly surprised if Glory went up to thirty three at some point? Not at all. I think he's that pretty dude's big, big, right? Yeah, I think he's got the frame to do it. If so, he, I wouldn't know, though. I tell you what, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I wouldn't go up there. Oh yeah, composition of the weight, sure. Don't you give Pat any ideas? You tell him twenty five. Joe Dubuque might yell at you. All right. Old Popeye arms. All right, so that's Penn State. They had a lot of pins. They had very silly walkout music. It's all, it's all fun. Jason Dolph came out to trick daddy. Sure, that was the, I, I know that was the one that made me laugh the hardest. My I brain loved, actually uh, broke. I love Shakur. She had pretty boy swag. That was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty bad. And what did Hall came out to? Uh, Ballroom Blitz, right? Yeah, Ballroom Blitz. It? Yep. That yeah. was so silly. They are silly. They're still in the room. Really had the swag with his walkout. Soldier that boy, was, yeah. But like Kelly was walking yeah. out, he's fixing his straps. I wonder if he's gonna come. Man, if I if I look like that, I'd be like strap pulling the Seriously. straps down the whole time. <laughs> Kidding me? Uh, <laughs> and then they were like, they're like, oh, let's all do each other's moves for clearing. I'm gonna do kind of like a Chenzo thing. Oh, no, if I'm gonna do uh, nickel did a, a win Dixie Hall duck. Yeah, yes. nickel did a win Dixie. It's like we're just all we're we're all gonna be each other for Halloween this year. Oh, I like that. It was a late Halloween celebration. Yeah. Christian was you, no man. I was you. I were you. Yes. He did so not. Who, uh, he did not like who, that, by the way. 
Any other results from around the country that had you interested? You know, Tucker beat Vito at Binghamton Open. I think that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but here's, here's what I say. Tucker has a style that can beat Vito, but they're going to enter a tough tournament together, and if they, don't, if they don't hit each other, I think Vito will outplace him, so it's going to get tough. Or do they say, or do they use this as a way to say, like, okay, Vito, because master plan, it would be ideal if Vito could go 25 effectively, and then you get Tucker in, and then your, weight, your, your whole team's much tougher, except there's no Ben Darmstadt, which is a tragedy in my opinion. Vito hey, Ben Honus won the John Caloose Binghamton Open. John Clouse, uh, Billy Baldwin, Binghamton Open, as I will rename it unofficially. Any others? Micah beat Sasso. Close. That was nine seven. A very good they match. said it was good. They said yeah. it was a really good match. Um, I love. Uh, hey, shout out to Utah Valley, dude. They're scrapping. They, Those yes. guys go hard. Picked up a couple big wins over Nebraska and then handled uh, Rutgers. They did. I mean, they there were, and all that was was a bunch of coin flippish matches and Utah Valley just went they just made it happen. They right, just when you use way. They won the matches. It was like they made it go their way. I have a lot of respect for them. Their best wrestler is out this year, Taylor Lamont. Like they Demetrius look, Romero's tough. They have a lot good. of guys that are Kimball like Kimball Bastion's, Bastion's good. good. Matt Finley's tough as Matt heck. Matt Finley's good. He was I mean he was a Fargo champion. Remember he uh was he is it him that beat Zachary? Exactly. Crazy match, and then he goes on his Mormon mission for a couple years, so he's kind of out of sight, out of mind, but he's back. The Orndorff brothers are a good way to close it out. Yes. Yeah. They have, like, really very few holes. Grant Lamont's not bad. He beat yeah, John absolutely. Van Brill. I thought they looked, they looked really good. I, I love that. Uh, that's a really solid program, so shout out to them. And they, you know what? They have, they have Durbin Lauren redshirting as yeah. well. Yeah. Durbin Lauren just beat somebody good. Um, in an open tournament, but you know, so they have what they have this year, and then they have Lamont and and Durbin Lauren coming back. Yeah, shout out Craig Williams. Good job there, Make, making you view tough. That, that, yeah, that's just going to be not not a. Fun All right, one. we got to get but, to it. Um, it's hey, what about Dable and Hall? Any takeaways from that? Just one last thing. I didn't see it. Uh, other than okay, Gable beat a guy. It's, it's just the chatter is. Gable in on a lot of attacks, couldn't finish, got the takedown immediately. In overtime, Tanner Hall was never close to a takedown. Sounds, yeah. oh, it's a little interesting because he teched him twice in freestyle, and you would think, you know, it was takedowns. So takedowns are takedowns for the most part. I don't know what the difference is. I think, I think he gutted him, actually. Yeah. But how many um, times? I think four. But th there, there goes the thing about the step-out rule. Is that the mm -hmm. step out rule? You know, it's not just oh, a takedown in freestyle is a takedown in folk style. Uh, having a step out rule makes the guy stay in so that the other guy gets a takedown sometimes. Um, and it creates that forward pressure into someone when Gable thrives off that. When guys are pushing in, he can use his speed. And, you know, I, I think that's a good segue, Willie, to step out stuff. You know, yes, so it's not just. It's not just you get a point if the guy steps out. It creates takedowns. Yes, it does. I, I don't. There were so many bad step out takes. I don't even want to really tackle them. But it was cool that David Taylor came out and said, "Hey, man, we we should have a step out in, in folk style." I think I think it's necessary. Well, not only did he say we need a step out, he said eliminate stalling, and have a step out. That was also interesting. 
Yeah, and, that and, could be interesting. That could be interesting. I see that as well. Or, or maybe stalling is just on top or whatever. Yeah. So may, we can have more thoughtful uh, step-out discussion, I think, at a later time. I, I said we, we need to talk about what's coming up this week, and we haven't done that yet. Dayton Week is going to wrestle Seth Gross and Ethan Lezak back-to-back. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> welcome, to the, welcome to the big show. Thankfully, Dayton has wrestled in every difficult tournament available. Dayton loves this. Yeah. Let's Dayton, be honest. No one's more excited about it than yeah. Dayton Fix. He loves getting to test himself. He's not a guy that freaks out if he's gonna if he loses a match. Maybe he does, but he he really typically has a. He's not scared to. No, he's not scared he to lose. Doesn't. That's for sure. Yeah. He puts it on the line. He's put it on the line literally since we've been watching him. And you know, I think stylistically, you couldn't have two tougher matchups for him when when you consider. Well, I don't know if there's maybe maybe Michich would be tougher. I'm not sure, but um, you know, Gross is so good on his feet, but transcendent on top and Ethan Lezak is basically that as well and so people asking is will he go under my question is will those guys choose top and I think I think Lezak for sure you will. have to you have to choose top. yeah if you choose top every match Ethan Lezak has to choose top yeah it's, why wouldn't you it's 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 uh it's wrestling malpractice if he doesn't choose top and I think seriously I think except in NCAA finals don't choose it then not then not against Darren Cruz <laughs> who you majored in the year who no. you turned earlier in the not year not trying to talk about old stuff but the other thing that interests me and I'm really curious to see Mike because I, I did something for about Dayton's weekend but I, I left a lot of the, the tech notes to, to Mike because that's what he does but Lezak and Gross are good scramblers mm -hmm. and Dayton doesn't necessarily have the best leg attacks and obviously he, he's got his trip he's got you know throw by stuff slide by stuff um so can dayton get quick takedowns multiple times to negate the the mat uh yeah differential? that's that's the thing it's not going to be one takedown that beats seth gross and ethan lezak mm -hmm. or unless there's always the ethan lezak gets a little tie tie clause he gets a little tired out there, you never know. He's also a different guy during the season than he is in March. Because we saw him have really, to that tie-tie point, close close match with Piccinini when Bracky and I were there last year, and then yep. Tex him in Conti Semis or whatever it was. Yeah, I mean, he had a close one with the Air Force guy last year. He right? did oh. again this year. Air Force just Dude, <laughs> has he his number. The, he respects the troops. <laughs> Another thing Lezak does really well um, is he'll go out and he'll get the first takedown. Yes, yes. Like, he is minute. very good at that. People do not give him enough credit on his feet because there have no, been times where we just see him get blown through. But there's plenty of times no. he does get taken down. But he went uh, out, got the first takedown on Gilman. Mm -hmm. um, the, when, when Suriano was at Penn State, he got a last takedown on him yeah. and rode him. He goes out and gets it a lot. And he's, when he gets to his lock, he's probably one of the best finishers in the country. He's got too. such long arms. He's amazing at like... Being extended, pulling it up, it's almost like a Gilman, Iowa-style thing, the way, way you can finish. So, yeah, I think two really tough matchups. I don't know if we get into our predictions yet. I'm not, I'm not ready to. I'm not well, ready. I'm not going to be here on Thursday because I'll be traveling to Princeton, All right, Iowa. so give us yours right now. <laughs> I don't see... Wait, I'm not going to be here. What are we going to do Thursday? What are you doing? I'm going to Michigan. Yeah. Whatever. Oh, crap. Maybe... Can we do this tomorrow? <laughs> All right, we'll have to figure night? something out. This is... Uh, we're, we can't do the content meeting right now, but uh, yeah, we we'll to figure out something. I think. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I think Dayton loses both. I think pragmatically, I think that's probably if you're Las Vegas, that's probably what you say. I'll say. 
I'll say he gets Lezak. That's kind of the way I feel too. I just don't see him going you know, 0-2 this weekend. It's tough because he's he's not going to take top. I mean, he's not going to take down. So that's there's a takedown, okay? Takedowns are one point if you let the guy up. So he's not going to get an escape point. So there's a takedown that he has to get. If Lezak takes top, you have to fight off a riding time point. Yeah. He, he has to do much more work to win that match than you normally do. Yeah, He's got to avoid giving up a takedown in the first period, mm-hmm. and he just has to push the pace like crazy. And he can do that. We've seen him do it, and he probably will feel better at 33. Yes. Um, so, But if, if he gives up a first period takedown to Lezak, I don't think he wins. I don't know how. Yeah. The, the, thing, the thing with me, with, with Lezak, I definitely, obviously, he's more likely to beat Lezak than Gross, and I know that he's going 133, so the weight shouldn't be as much of an issue as if he's going 125. But still having to make weight less than 24 hours apart and having to bu- be in a bus instead of, you know, wherever. And then Lezak's home, Gross is home. Lezak doesn't have a match the day before either. So I just think it, it's going to be a really tough weekend on Dayton, regardless of just the guys he's wrestling with all, with all the other stuff going on. Um, I really don't see any way, like right now, the last time I saw Dayton, the last time I saw Seth Gross, I don't see any way that Dayton beats Seth Gross. Obviously, Dayton makes jumps all the time, and so he could beat him. Um, and I hate picking against Dayton. It's like you get that pit in your stomach. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, the back-to-back against Lezak at home, if we get peak Lezak, yeah, it's going to be hard. I think he goes one and one. But, man, I am. it's so... Because we just don't know where he stacks up. We just right. are, It's total guess at this point. Uh, yeah, I mean, here's the thing. If he goes 2-0... Cool, right? No, like, I'm stunned. If he goes two and zero, oh, yeah, I'd be, I'd be. Stunned. I, that is shocking, Willie. If he beats uh, Seth Gross, undefeated, returning national champion at the weight, um, a guy that that has bonus people. He he needed he had to go neutral and get a late takedown to beat yeah, Sean Fawes a year ago. I I think it's I think it's we should be very surprised if he goes two and zero oh here. And that's amazing considering it's Dayton. But I think it I think that would be stunning. Yeah. I just mean the the level that he he rises to the occasion. I mean his his big wins, his um, trajectory, his you know his credentials. I know, He's but one, one of the best kids coming out now. But when you so I don't think it's surprising in that manner. But the matchups are what would make it surprising. Exactly, right? that's my whole thing. That's exactly why. If it was. I don't know who else it. If it was Suriano, right? Yeah. You're like, okay, that's a decent matchup. But when when you have these long, gangly, good on top guys like Lezak, Gross, and Michich, they're the ones that you think will struggle with. If it was Suriano, Tariq Wilson this weekend, I, yeah. I might say two yeah. and zero. Oh. Yeah. I think that's it. I think that Suriano fixed match is a coin flip, right? I, I think they're just both so hard to get to. They both won't be able to ride each other probably. Yeah, I think that's two and zero oh, potential. But this. Stylistically is why I think, holy cow, this is going to be really tough, especially this early in the year for him. Okay, Close. Princeton, Iowa is this week. A lot of cool matches there. Glory Classic Lee. Classic Lugo. Who you Col- got in that one? Man, it's really tough to say Lugo after watching him lose to Kolodzik, and I don't know if the weight gets under control in a week. Can it? Can it? I don't know. Willie, you, you, you're... <laughs> Someone that had a lot of terrible, bad weight cuts. Expert. Can you possibly 
get it under control. Is that, I mean, I'm, I'm, this is new information to me, to be honest. Is it the weight cut? Because I didn't know that. Uh, Coach Brand's alluded Coach to Coach Brand it. said in the in post-match interview. Said he didn't do it right. Okay. I, I don't think he's, I don't, it's, I, I would imagine it's that. I would imagine that if Lugo didn't do it right and not Lugo, it's a tough pull for him. Because he's not that big. Uh, you, do you think he cut from more than uh, 0.15% body weight? <laughs> that doesn't, that's too. You think it, he was over 2.2 pounds over? You can no. definitely get it under control in a week if you just don't let yourself get that big after Kent State, and then you get more off earlier in the week. Yeah. Because usually when they no, say it was a bad weight cut, it implies that it's all coming off last minute. Mm-hmm. So if you just do it smarter throughout the week. And is it a little bit of, okay, I got, I got Cal State Bakersfield and Kent State. Eh, I'm going to do it. I got the number one guy coming for my Carver Hawkeye debut. I'm going to be on it. You know? Okay. It's a good thing maybe, right? Yeah. It's a good thing that he cut weight wrong in his first weekend and he lost. Because now I ain't, I'm not taking shortcuts. I'm not cutting last minute. I'm doing it right. Yeah. So here's, here's, I'm writing a Princeton, Iowa article, and one of the things I'm trying to figure out, we were trying to figure this out yesterday, when is the last time a visiting number one lost at Carver-Hawkeye? So, like, I'm ranked number one, I'm going in Carver-Hawkeye, I wrestle Bracky, Bracky beats me. When is the last Obviously. time that's happened? We, we jo- came up with Jordan Oliver, Jordan right? Jordan Oliver, yeah. That, that's a really interesting wrinkle for me, considering that Lugo is beating Kaladzic, both folk and free, um... Now, last year, Kalodzic was winning in Midlands, and then Lugo got the, the whip over the cow catcher to, mm-hmm. to finish it. So, and Lugo's had a lot, or Kalodzic's had a lot of time to, to think about it. He's ranked number one right now. Mm, I don't know. He's thought about it. Okay. So that's that <laughs> one. Brucky Warner is going to be really good. If uh, you see it. I think, I think they save him. I think they're saving Warner for this one. I think they're, they're going to need, they're not going to need him to win it, but. How about them, like, Probably keeping him back from Connell, and then Connell like not wrestling and not even being close to one hundred percent. They not, should not have wrestled him. Dude, he did not look right. Yeah, guys, I can't believe he won it. Yeah, someone's like he's ducking guys. Like, watch that Cal State Bakersfield match and tell me Kyle Connell's ducking anyone. He shouldn't have been in that match. Period. Right. No, yeah, he dude was, can't. He was immediate as soon as the whistle started. He had one arm against his body. He shouldn't have been wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So he, he yeah, he, he needs to get healthy. Anybody. Get healthy, Kyle Connell. You're the man. All right. Um, Michigan. So you Lee, think huh? we see Brucky and Stoll? Uh, what? <laughs> I think we, you think we see Brock? I mean, uh, Warner and Stoll in the lineup. Oh, Stoll, yes. I think Stoll, yeah. Warner, I'm still. I think sorry. we see Warner. I do. I think we see Kemmer. Mm, maybe not. Maybe not. Who's but fine? but the thing is with Kemmer and his situation, it's not changing. Yeah. It's he's gonna be like this all year. Mm-hmm. It's gonna. It's not like give it time. He'll be better. It's just. You think he'll be on like a pitch count though? Maybe I don't know. Was Marinelli last year? He didn't miss. Not much. after the Rutgers duel. He he started the Rutgers duel and then didn't. I don't think sat out the rest of the year. Right. He missed the first three or four. But he wrestled Midlands. Yeah. And he, yeah. So I think it'll be probably just like that. Okay. I don't know if we can do cues from Fs. Um, no questions for the friends. <laughs> I gotta. That's what I put in the thing. Uh, um, pick a couple cues from him. All right, what, a couple. You got a meeting to go to or something? Yeah, I do, I do. Sensitivity training? It's, it's, uh, 
Management training. It is sensitivity training. No. <laughs> Let's knock him out. All right. Uh, this is a big one. Anthony Robles broke the pull-up record at MetLife in front of 50,000 people. That for all guys said they could combine pull-ups and beat the record. Well, we asked if we could. We did not commit to it. I think we could. Would the added pressure of performing this feat in front of 50,000 people help or hinder the FRL guys? Help. I, it would help me. I think right. it would help. I would feed off the crowd. I back they might down. boo Nomad. <laughs> do you I think mean, what what I'd be like, I'd be like I, I, three more. Whatever, whatever I think I can do, I'll get three, four more. Yeah. I think they'd boo Willie the most. They would boo Willie. Probably they'd boo me. I don't know. You would probably, probably because you gave him all the bird. <laughs> <laughs> double for your yeah. rockets. You would du- walk out. Double, double barrel. <laughs> ben Askren... Called me out, says he doesn't believe I can do 30. Well, I hope I can prove him wrong. I believe that I can. All right. Um, I think this is. Uh, I, I like in- Jake Intrater. He said, Hi, still not a fake name. Also, have not committed <laughs> insider training. I, I wanted to ask this question because what a faithful listener. We both accuse him of having a, a fake name and being involved with Enron, and he keeps asking questions. <laughs> um, he asks, uh, So I feel like I have to read it. What is Shakur's NCAA feel- ceiling? Is there anyone but Mymar he can't beat? Is PSU better than last year? Uh, Shakur's ceiling, I think that's about right. I think everyone sub-Miles is uh, within his grasp. I'm not going to say Miles is out of reach, though Miles is, I would say, 80-20, Miles over Shakur. Um, is Penn State better than last year? No. I, uh, I don't know if they're better. I just think there's more... There's more field separation. There's no Ohio State putting up 135 points in the second. Well, I don't know what it means. He he says, is PSU better than last year? Now, is he going to beat the field? I think it's, you know, would this year's Penn State team beat last year's? I don't think so. Probably not. He had Zane. Right. You replace Zane with Jared Verclair or Brady Berge. Yeah. Yeah, no. I would pick. But you replace. I would pick last year's team. Although this year's. This year's team might be able to score about as much points and more. 33 is an upgrade. 33 is an upgrade. So it will depend. If, 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 but if Roman rounded 12s, which would be a respectable result, that's only like two and a half points, and you're not making up yeah. that with Verclaren or Berge and, and Roman. Hey, Sean Warner asked a question. We should ask him a question. Hey, yeah. <laughs> uh, quid pro quo, Sean. Yeah. You tell us if, uh, if your boy's wrestling, and maybe yeah. we'll, we'll answer. No, we'll ask it. Uh, Sean Warner, father of Jacob Warner, who was earlier discussed. Any chance riding time changes? Maybe go one point riding after one minute, then stand back on their feet and reset riding clock. No back point score. That would initiate more offense. I do think there should be something. I don't like riding time all that much. I, I think you should have, like, think about this. This occurred to me as I read Sean's question. What if, to get your riding time point, you had to have one swipe at least? At least one swipe. You don't have to have... Two, you don't have to have near fall, but at least get a count. If you get a one, okay. That means you're at least tried to turn him, right? At some point, you got one swipe, okay, that activates your riding time. Because that would encourage turning, not just riding to ride. I like the, well, I don't like riding time, and I don't like mad wrestling. But if we're going to have it, I like the idea of you, I take you down, I ride for a minute, at exactly a minute, Blown dead, back up on their feet. You get the point. The point is yours for the whole rest of the match. It can't go down. The other person has to ride you for a minute, no matter what, anyway, to get theirs. Well, then they could they could have, like, flat. They could both have a minute of riding time and be, they both just get a point. Mm-hmm. Don't like that, I don't think. Um, I don't know if that solves the problem. Maybe it, yeah, I don't know. 
Maybe it's good. Maybe it's good. I hate it. I don't like riding time, though. I, I think if we're going to have it, you got to have a swipe for the point. That's my thought. I'm for anything that takes judgment calls out of the ref's hands because they don't make them anyway. What's they, the well, they, refuse to, they refuse to make them. Well, riding time is not so, a judgment call. No, riding time is not a judgment call. What is... You know why we hate riding time? We hate riding time because it creates... There's no action on... There's no action. The kids ride to accumulate riding time, and the referees say, okay, he's trying to accumulate riding time. He's not stalling. That's why riding time stinks. Yeah, and... Well, that's why the swipe idea is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. But, but all the folk-style stands will say... But it's a sport of control. Control. That's like the yeah, word. So they love control. So what? Uh, who cares? So it's what? boring. Time, funny, duddy fans. It's a sport of control. It doesn't mean there's lots of sports where um, it's interesting. If you, I mean, it's it's um, it's tough to do something, right? Greco-Roman wrestling is tough to do something. There's sports that are tough to do. It doesn't make it interesting. It doesn't mean you want to watch it. Yeah. I'm, I'm very proud of CP because approximately 10 FRLs ago, I used the word stand, and CP had no idea what I meant. And <laughs> now true. here he is using it. I, uh, I'm, I'm so proud. It. He learned a word. I learned it. I'm applying <laughs> it. And, uh, you know, I think I applied it well in this instance. So, yeah, folk style, um, tr you know, traditionalist people, whatever. Maybe uh, when I'm in Iowa City this weekend, I'll run into Sean, and I'll get his expanded thoughts on this idea. Yes. Get two minutes unfiltered of Mr. Warner of his riding time fix. All right, and ask him if his son's wrestling. Yes, <laughs> um, most importantly. <laughs> All right, um, any you're just dying to ask here before we go, I'll allow one more, um, and we can go. I think we got it. Pretty much nailed we it. We talked about Taylor Lamont. Yeah, Lamont's out. People asking about Mark <clears throat> Hall. We can talk. Uh, I don't think this is the last chance for us to talk about Mark Hall this year. I don't think... I never know. I'm, I'm writing this article, and I know it's probably a little premature, but we got an APB out on some guys. Oh, yeah. Um, a couple guys went AWOL. So I've only done 25 and 33, but, like, Rivera. Sebastian, where you at? Tariq Wilson. You out here weighing in? You're weighing in and not scrapping. That, that's sus. Are, are you hurt? Are you, are you saving? Are you, injured? Are, we, are you on a pitch count? Are pretending We'd... to fit. Are you pretend... Who makes weight? Hey, I'm just going to make the weight, not wrestle. That's... <laughs> Look, I, I just like the awful part of the sport. I want everybody healthy for March, but we're, all, we're, a little, we're just a little confused. Are, are you guys all right? Where are you at and what you hauling? That's what we're trying to figure <laughs> out. I'm not accusing anybody of ducking. I just want to know, where are y'all at? We know where Sean Files is. Sean Files is on this list. We yes, know exactly Sean, where he Sean is. Yeah. Is, You're fine. You're excused. He's Sean, in Bucharest. That's an excused absence. <laughs> yeah. He has the doctor's note. He has all the proper documentation. We know where you're at, Sean. It's fine. Should we, like... When he graduates, should we like send him a food basket? Yes, we'll send him a food basket. We'll, no, we're gonna take him to Golden Corral. <laughs> did did <laughs> come on? A lot of teams have the. What <laughs> if we took Sean Foss to Golden Corral? <laughs> Yo, I think we should straight up do that. Why you two? That'd be great content. It would be great Sean, content. I know you, I Sean's like an engineering smart guy student. He's definitely not listening to this. But Sean, we're gonna <laughs> come take you to Golden Corral or a. A completely gaudy buffet, and we're get, just gonna see how much you can eat. Get buddy. the chocolate waterfall thing, oh, or, yeah. or fountain, whatever it's called. Oh yeah, all those biscuits, uh, oh, the, yeah. the rolls. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Maybe wood grill. I don't know if y'all know what wood grill. And is. do you think? I think we should take a camera. Yeah, we will probably get... a scale. 
Yep. See how high we can get him. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. What if he had to make what if he had to make like one last time at Golden Corral? No, that would probably have like a medical like. If he like ate a Golden Corral buffet right after making one twenty five, there would be. I know, but we get him to sign a waiver and we have an ambulance. <laughs> I don't think it's worth it. You know what? I think he's gonna be able to put it away fine. Sean, I'm committing uh, to taking you to a buffet. Okay. There's a Golden Corral up on my place. We'll just fly him. We'll to Austin. fly him in. He can do a whole car wash yeah. thing. Whole bit. And uh, we'll take him to Golden Corral. It'll be awesome. All right. Shout out to Sean Foz. God uh, bless you. God bless him. 25 for life. Made a cadet world team at like 142 <laughs> back in like 2009. And he's still out here getting them checks at 125. Way to go. Caleb, in the control room, we're ready to go. Feel free to play us out. Who's number one to show tomorrow? Me and Willie going over 2020 big board. Mm. Don't be a big one. Awesome. No thoughts from Willie, okay. No thoughts from Willie. No thoughts needed. He'll save his, <laughs> his thoughts for Wednesday. Um, we thank you guys for listening. What a week we have coming up in wrestling, on Flow Wrestling. Live this week, article coming later this week, but it's like 14, 15 events. Go to the events page. I, I, I do this at the beginning of every week. I had to take two screenshots. There's so many events this week. Stop yelling at me. They all have, they know what to do. All right, that's it. Shout out to ASICS. Thanks for your support. Thanks for keeping the lights on here at Flow Wrestling Radio. I've literally, if that check doesn't come in, the lights go out and we're in a world of trouble. So thanks to you. Thanks to Richie Figs. We'll be back. Yeah, thanks, Richard. And uh, no one calls him Richard, but I'm just going to call him that. <laughs> uh, bring that. And yeah, I don't know when we're doing the show again, frankly. We have to figure that out. That's our issue. We'll let you know when we know, but we don't know. See you next time. Thanks, guys. <laughs>